God bless you. Dr. Kazumba Charles here. On today's program, we're going to encourage you. We're going to encourage you and uh, share with you how you can position yourself with God no matter the challenges you may be facing because when you position yourself with God, victory is assured. We're going to be looking at uh, Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, and how he positioned himself with God to give him victory. Stay tuned and I'll be right back. Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. In most cases, when, the, when you are facing challenges and when you are going through a troubled season or difficult season or difficult things happening in your life, it is very difficult to know what to do, where to go, uh, who to approach, uh, how to pray, how to read the Word of God. Because when you are in a very difficult situation, it is uh, really overwhelming and uh, stressful and sometimes you can't even have the courage to, re to read the Word of God. When you see that the enemy is uh, right knocking at your door, trying to attack you, it is very difficult to know what to do, how to do it. I'll give an example. Let's say the enemy breaks into your house. It is not the time for you to start now doing push-ups so that you can confront the enemy. You should have already been in position to confront him. You should have already set up things in your house, in your place to defend yourself. Uh, the word today we're going to look at is uh, how to position yourself with God so that you can win your battles and you can have victory in every circumstances in your life. There is a, it makes a difference to already prepare and already position yourself with God so that you can be with God in your battle and in your situation. Our reading of the Word of God will come from Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to look into the book of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 where we see King Jehoshaphat and his response after the enemy had uh, started knocking on the door to go and attack them. And I know you're going to learn so many things uh, right in this passage of Scripture on how to position yourself for victory and, uh, and how to position yourself for God to fight for you. Remember, you and I do not have the strength to fight our own battles. It is God who fights our battles. But how can we get God to fight our battles? That's a good question. Because just because we say God will fight your battles, we need to understand how to ourselves we need to position with God so that He can actually fight our battles. So my desire today is to show you how to position yourself with God and for God to fight your battles. So let me give you a quick background here, and then we're going to read certain scriptures here. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 there, right from the start there, we see that some people had come to King Jehoshaphat to tell him that a large army of the enemies were coming to attack them. The enemy, the enemy was assembling to go and attack them. Jehoshaphat sensing danger. Jehoshaphat sensing danger or alarmed, what does Jehoshaphat do? 
The first thing Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat does is that he tend to the Lord to inquire of the Lord concerning the situation. The number one practical thing Jehoshaphat does is to look to God. You see, we make a mistake when the enemy is knocking on our door or things are not going well or the, there is a battle raging in your life to look somewhere else. The first place we need to look to is to God, the maker of the universe, the all-powerful God. So King Jehoshaphat, sensing danger and alarmed by the enemy that was assembling to go and attack them, King Jehoshaphat turns to God to inquire of the Lord. And after that, he also now declared a fast for all of Judea. Now that is very crucial. You got to understand here a fasting was not just uh, to go and fast and uh, to cry or weep before God. A fasting is very important. Today you don't see many people fast. You don't see many churches fasting today because we don't understand the power and the ability of fasting. You see some they fast but they go to work. They go to do certain things. That is not fasting. That is starving yourself. A fast is actually making an appointment with God to spend time in fellowship with God, in the presence of God, to hear what God would say concerning the situation you are facing, to hear what God would do in the situation you are facing, as well as to just spend some glorious time healing the voice of God and where God wants to take you. So you begin to understand that fasting is not just starvation. Fasting is not just about uh, not eating. Fasting is actually about setting that time to be in the presence of God. You can't be fasting and go to the mall, go shopping here. You fast by closing off everything to seek the first of God, to seek the voice of God, and to seek what God would have you do. So Jehoshaphat, the number one thing he does is that he calls for a fast. And I like that because the fasting is like making an appointment. You can't make an appointment to see somebody in their office and then there you are busy on your phone instead of uh, talking actually to that person. It would be disrespectful. So it's the same way when we call for a fast and there we are busy walking here, going there and saying we are fasting. No, you are not fasting. You are just starving yourself. A fast is only a fast if you are able to be in your closet or in your room to seek the first of God, to pray and to hear from God. So King Jehoshaphat, he calls for an appointment with God, a fast, as the enemy is trying to break in, to come and attack them. Look, two things we see right there. First, as the enemy, he senses the enemy is about to attack, he tends to God. And secondly, King Jehoshaphat declares a fast in all of Judea. We're going to seek the first of God. We're going to do what? We're going to look to God in this situation. And then we see there the people of Judah also come together to seek help from the Lord. I want to first pause right there because when you see when King Jehoshaphat heard that the enemy was coming to attack, King Jehoshaphat did not go in just by himself. He assembled the people. He called for reinforcement. He did not go to do it alone. It says that the people of Judah came to, to, seek, to seek help from the Lord. He assembled everybody 
to come together, to assemble, to, to look at, uh, you know, to, to cry out to God, to seek the first of God. And then uh, in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4, it says that uh, the people came from every town in Judea to seek him, the Lord. So they made an appointment to look to God. The enemy is about to attack. What do we do, God? Where do we go? Then we hear in Second uh, Chronicles in 2 Chronicles, uh, I want to read from um, chapter 5 uh, there. It says, uh, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly, in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, at the temple of the Lord, in the front of the new courtyard, and said this in uh, in, 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 in chapter 6, it says, The Lord, the God of our ancestor, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and mighty are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Look how Jehoshaphat goes into this gear. First, he seek the Lord. Second, he calls for a fast. Now, the third point here, Jehoshaphat will remind God of his promises or reminds God of who, how powerful he is. He says, the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Remember the ancestors of King Jehoshaphat, such as Abraham, they saw the power of God. They saw the miraculous. So Jehoshaphat says, Lord, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations power and might are in your end and no one can withstand you he reminds himself and reminds God of God's power and might that the enemy cannot withstand so that is so beautiful right there because then you begin to understand yes it's a large army that was charging towards them to go and attack them but King Jehoshaphat reminded himself reminded the people to to reminded the people that a God has the power and a God is might and is might and power can the enemy cannot withstand it so Jehoshaphat we see something very special here and then uh, he says uh, something very powerful also in uh, verse 9. We're going to see in verse 9 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 9 Je Jehoshaphat begins to say this if calamity comes upon us, whether by the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you our, uh, in, in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. So he is telling God to say, although calamity has surrounded us, although calamity is before us, we will stand, we are not going to run away, we will take position we will position ourselves here to begin to cry out to your name cry out to you Lord so that you will save us so what we see here is that uh, already Jehoshaphat, as he heard the enemy was coming to attack, Jehoshaphat begins to position himself with God. And that is where I want you to pay attention. Because uh, when you are in a battle, or when the battle is raging, you need to position yourself with God, not away from God. You position yourself with God. How do you position yourself with God? By first seeking 
in God when the going is getting tough or when the enemy is bringing a battle to you. You seek who? You seek God. And the number two, that's why he called for a fast. Fasting is so great. He made an appointment with God. Make an appointment to seek the presence of God uninterrupted. Go into your closet. Begin to pray to God. And you will see not only God will fight for you, but he will show you how he will fight for you. So Jehoshaphat, the first thing we see here, he began to position himself with God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how the challenge you may be facing. If you are, if you position yourself with God and you are in God, there is no demonic forces of this world that can destroy you or overrun you. Because when you position with God, you are encompassed with the power of God. You are surrounded by giants of angels to fight for you. So in verse 12, here is Jehoshaphat. He says, our God will you. Do not judge them, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So Jehoshaphat here, he recognized his limitation. He recognized he doesn't have the power to fight this vast army that was coming to attack them. He understands that and he is okay with it. But here is what he says. He says in there that, um, that, that, that uh, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. It's important in any battle, in any situation to fix your eyes on God, to fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, to fix your eyes on the power of the cross of Jesus Christ, because uh, you may not know what to do, but as long as you are fixed on God, and you will see that God will tell you what he will do for you. So the key here is, uh, no matter what is going on as you're listening to this program today, no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what the enemy is trying to do, you stay stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You just stay standing there, believing God and seeking the first of God. So Jehoshaphat is uh, so, so powerful here as he begins to, to show his people what Jehoshaphat was going to do here, what God was going to do. He says, uh, our eyes are on you. We don't understand. We don't have the power. We don't have the power to defend ourselves. We don't have the power to go after this enemy. But our eyes, God, are on you. And if your, uh, your eyes are are on God, trust me, God is going to fight for you. And Jehoshaphat continues, he says in verse 14 there, we see something, actually verse, verse 13, we see something also powerful. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. They went before the Lord. And then the spirit of the Lord came to Jehoazah, son of Zechariah, and began to speak because they were standing there in the presence of God. They stood before the Lord. They took position in the Lord. You remember, look at that here. They took position in the Lord. Things are not going well. They went to stand with, the, with God and look at this. Suddenly, the God is going to speak. God always speaks when you go and you stand in his presence. God always speaks when you go and, uh, you know, you don't understand the 
situation, you don't understand what is happening, you don't understand what is going on, but when you go at the feet of God, you will see that God will speak. Here is what he spoke to them through Joazel, son of Zechariah. He says that he says this. He says that he said that listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judea and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you: Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Zizi, and you will find them at the end of the of the gorge in the desert of Jero. You will not have to fight this battle, but take your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. So here now, after they are seeking God, they've been in the presence of God, they've taken position with God, they've positioned themselves with God, then God speaks. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, you hear only the word of God not to be afraid when you position yourself with God. Listen, fear as a voice. Fear will tell you, you can't win this battle. But when you position yourself with God, you go into the presence of God to seek God. God's spirit will speak to you courage. And not only that here, God tells them, you will not have to fight this battle. Only position yourself. Take position of yourself. Position yourself with God. Hallelujah. Get God on your side. Because the Bible says what? The Bible says this. If God is for us and if God is with you, there is no demon here on earth or in the heaven realm or under the sun that can destroy you. Because God will fight for you. So here, Je Jehoshaphat, all he did was uh, they took their position. And it's getting interesting here. Now you're going to see what they're going to do. They're going to do something very unique. They are not going to fight with guns. They are not going to fight with swords. They are not going to fight with any other way. Their goal is to position themselves with God. They have to be on God's side. And to be on God's side is not just to be silent. I'm going to show you in the word of God here. It is not going to keep quiet. I'm going to show you in the word of God here. So Jehoshaphat now, here is what it says in verse 17. He says, uh, you will not have to fight this battle. Take your positions. Stand firm. Stand firm. Take your position. Stand firm. You know where it was telling them? Stand firm praising God. Stand firm glorifying God. Stand firm worshiping God. Stand firm calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, call unto me in times of trouble and I will answer thee and show thee the greater and mighty things. So the goal is uh, position yourself. Call upon the name of the living God. The Bible says uh, those who call upon the name of Jesus Christ, uh, they shall be saved. So Jehoshaphat uh, here had to stand in his position. They are to be in a position to worship God. They are to be in a position to glorify God. They are to be in a position to praise uh, the splendor of the name of God. That's how you take uh, your position with God. You see, when you are on God's side, all 
you do is to begin to glorify him, to begin to magnify him, to begin to worship him. That's why the most powerful moment in a church service should be worship. Because it is in worship where you win your battles. It is in worship when you, where you silence the demons, demonic voices. It is in worship where you victory is on right there. Here we begin to see Jehoshaphat is going to do something here. In verse 20, in, in, uh, in verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judea, Jerusalem, fall down in worship before the Lord. So the first thing they begin to do is uh, they bow down before God. They began to worship God. They began to glorify God. They began to magnify God. In essence, uh, worshiping is just to elevate uh, the splendor of God, the glory of God, the power of God. So they began to worship. They began to glorify him. They began to worship God. And look what happens here. It says that, um, and it says here that uh, then some of the Levites from the Korahites and, uh, and the Korahites uh, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel with a loud voice. Hallelujah. They were not silent here. They were not silent at all. They began to scream the name of the living God. They praised God with a loud voice. And then at uh, 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekau. As they sat out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judea. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be, you will be successful. After consulting the people, verse 21, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head at, at, at the head of the army saying give thanks to the lord for his love endures forever so they began to worship god give thanks to the lord for his love endures forever when god's love is on you when god's love is with you when god's love is upon you god will fight for you he defends those he loves he defends those who come to him he defends those who are for him he defends those who are with him and those who position themselves to serve him. So here is what, I, what, what happened now. In verse 22 of, Jeremiah, of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord sat, set ambush against the enemy of Ammon. So God now, where he went and attacked their enemies as they were praising him. Listen to this here. That's why it is very difficult to praise God when things are going tough for you because the enemy wants to silence your voice to call upon the name of God. God through songs. You know, songs are a voice. When you begin to worship God, you are Yahweh, for example. You are the greater and mighty God. You break all the chains. You are reminding the, 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 the atmosphere as well as the enemy that God is capable of breaking chains, that God he is capable of breaking all the chains. So here, as they began to worship, God began to attack their enemies. God began began to defend them. God began to destroy the powers of the enemy. Here is what I want to tell you today. 
Worship positions you to be with God. God shows up faster when we worship Him. The Bible says uh, He inhabits the praises of His people. When you praise God, even when you don't understand what is happening, even when you don't understand what is going on, even if you are weak and you begin to just sing that song, declaring to the name of the living God, declaring to God of who He is, guess what begins to happen? God God's glory and his presence begins to come down and he begins to fight your battle. He begins to lead you. He begins to cut off things that are trying to destroy you. This is what happened with King Jehoshaphat. As they worshipped, as they began to praise God, God began to attack their enemies. You see, our battles, is our, our, to fight our battles, it is very simple. All we need to do is to position with God. Be in God. Be in your place. Say to yourself, I am not moving out of my worship until I see the salvation of God. I am not going to stop praising God until I see my miracle happen. I am not going to stop glorifying God until I see healing happen. It is through worship that God begins to fight for you. Don't let the enemies silence your voice. Don't let the enemies take away your voice. Your voice is vital. It invokes the presence of God. It causes the atmosphere sphere to be saturated by the power of God. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop, you know, glorifying God. Don't stop praising God, no matter how the situation might be. So this is what Jehoshaphat had to do with the people. They continued to worship. They continued to glorify God. They continued to honor God. They continued to uplift God. And as they uplifted God, God was fighting for them. God was cutting off the enemy. I pray today, as you worship God, today, as you glorify God today, as you uplift the name of the living God, God is cutting off all those things that are trying to cut you down. God is destroying all your enemies. God is destroying all your sicknesses. God is destroying all the influences of the devil. He is giving you breakthrough right now. We declare in Jesus' name, just worship. Take your position. Position yourself with God and you will see miracles. You will see God do wonders in your life. Hallelujah. There is power in worship. There is power when we call upon the name of God. There is power when we uplift the name of God in a battle. Worship God. Don't stop until you see the salvation of God. And I feel right now as you're watching this program today, you have been going through a tough time, but don't let the enemy take your voice away. Don't let your enemy take your hope away. Begin to worship. Begin to glorify God. Worship God. Put on a song and begin to just worship God and you will see hope rising. You will see life coming back. You will see your confidence coming back and you will see God fight for you. Now you are there. You've never given your life to the Lord. You don't know how to worship God. I want to pray for you right now. Just say, dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I give my heart before you. I repent of my sins. Forgive me and cleanse me today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. That, my friend, is how we get closer and position ourselves with God to fight for us. I pray that God is going to fight your battle even now. Until then, join us on this program and I will bring you another message that will uplift you. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. 
Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.